welcome to the EndoBabe podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and a proud dog mom. I'm on a mission to help you thrive with endometriosis. On the EndoBabe podcast, we dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endobabes, and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad. Are you with me, babes? See you in the podcast. Hello, babes, and welcome to another episode of the EndoBabe podcast. I am so happy that you're here. And thank you for coming on this journey with me. So today we are going to be talking about thriving through the holidays. Because I know Thanksgiving is coming up next week. And if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, it might almost be Christmas. And the holidays are just kind of a stressful time when, for anybody, especially when you have endometriosis. Because during the holidays, expectations are really high. We want to do all of the fun holiday things, but there's a really fine line between balancing all the events that we want to do and still taking care of our mental and physical health. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my top 10 tips to help you thrive through this holiday season while living with endometriosis. So let's dive right in. Uh, My number one tip on thriving through the holidays is having open and honest communication, right? It's one of the easiest ways that you can reduce your stress around the holidays is just having open and honest communication with your family or whoever you're spending the holidays with. Um, Talking with your family, tell them all about endometriosis, Um, Explain to them why you're choosing to change your diet and why you might not be able to do everything that they want to do. People aren't mind readers and your family is no exception to this rule. People don't know what you need unless you tell them. They don't understand why you can't do all of the things unless you tell them. They don't understand why you're choosing to alter your diet unless you tell them. So having open and honest communication is such an easy way to help reduce your stress in the holidays. And because most people might think that they understand what you're going through, but they really don't unless you actually tell them. They don't understand that like a bite of gluten might send you to the ER for pain. Or like for me, if I have a bite of like any kind of dairy or even have like a Dorito or whatever, it causes a huge histamine reaction in my body, I get swollen everywhere, my nose gets super congested, and I start having trouble breathing. But again, people aren't going to know that unless I tell them that. They're just going to assume like, oh, it's just a little tummy ache, but it's not just a little tummy ache. (laughs) Um, It aggravates my endo and causes all these other scary side effects, so I just stay away from it. So again, your family doesn't know all of this unless you tell them. And so this goes right into my second point, which is having solid boundaries. So having solid boundaries while you're living with endometriosis is so important. Boundaries are so important. Setting clear boundaries on what you can and can't do, what you will and won't accept is 
a surefire way to let people know how to treat you and know why you do or don't do certain things. So I'm just going to kind of give you guys a couple examples of scenarios that could happen and different, um, I'll give you like little scripts that you can say to people to kind of help solidify your boundaries. And so say somebody invites you to go to a holiday party and you RSVP yes, but the day of you're having an endometriosis flare. You don't have to feel bad for canceling plans. You don't ever have to feel bad for canceling plans. And so if this scenario happens to you, you can say something like re or call them and be like, hey, like, thank you so much for inviting me to your party tonight. Unfortunately, I'm not feeling very well. Like, you know that I have endometriosis. This chronic pain takes a toll on my body and my mind. And sometimes the pain I experience is so severe that I can't even leave the house. And that is today. So I'm canceling and it's not because I don't want to be there or that I'm flaky and I know that it's frustrating, but my flare up is so bad and my pain is causing me so much difficulty and I have to put myself and my health first. So that's just kind of an example of having to cancel your plans last minute. And again, I just want to say, don't ever feel guilty for having to cancel your plans. You are important and your health is important and it's okay. So another example would be, um, say your family makes all of these plans. You got to go to this party and then you guys are going to leave and you're going to go to zoo lights and then you're going to leave and you're going to go get drinks at this place. And then you're going to go out all night and do all these things. And the list is overwhelming. Um, something that you can say to kind of explain to them what you can and can't do is, I really appreciate you making all of these plans, but being in constant pain is not only physically exhausting, it's mentally exhausting too. This constant pain means that my body is always kind of running, which means that I never am able to really fully recover. So my level of activity and engagement is going to vary from day to day, and this is completely normal for endometriosis. And so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do all of those activities that you planned, so please be patient and understanding with me. Another wonderful boundary to have is your boundary of your energy and your space. So if you're exhausted and you need to go have a nap, it's completely fine to go have a nap. All you have to say is, I'm going to go upstairs for a nap. I'll be back down in a few hours. Or if your family is a little extra and you need some alone time, you can say something like, I'm going to go upstairs and get some alone time. That's all you have to say. And your family shouldn't challenge you. They should respect your boundaries. Um, so another boundary is, or example, is say you go home for the holidays and your parents really, really, really want you to stay with them, but you would really, really, really like to not. Um, that is completely okay. All you have to say is something like, we won't be able to stay the night. Or I'm really looking forward to spending time at dinner, but I'm going to stay at my hotel tonight or at my brother's or wherever you're staying. You don't have to give them a reason if you don't want to. You don't have to stay anywhere you don't want to. Again, your energy, you are the most important thing. Um, and that sounds kind of selfish coming out of my mouth right now, but it is not. I promise it is 
a solid boundary. Um, And lastly, we can talk about consumption boundaries. So obviously, I have a lot of dietary restrictions because it makes me feel better. Um, And I'm sure there are a lot of you out there that also have dietary restrictions. And you don't have to let your family make you feel bad about that. Again, this goes back to number one, open and honest communication, just letting them know what you're eating and why, or what you're not eating and why you're not eating it. Um, And so you can say something like, I'm not eating gluten right now, but I really appreciate you taking the time to make those rolls. Or I'm not eating dairy right now because of my endometriosis, but I know an amazing recipe to make it, to make whatever they're wanting you to eat, to make it allergy-friendly. Do you want to make it together or do you want me to make it and bring it over for everybody to try? Like giving people options and not just trying to eat it and then getting sick and not just not eating it and making somebody feel bad because you're not eating their food. (laughs) Like if you just open up and you let them know why you're not eating things, like people are very receptive and if they don't understand, then that's not your problem. What you need to be worrying about is eating foods that are nourishing your body and not eating foods that hurt you. And you shouldn't let anybody pressure you into eating something that's going to make you sick just because it's a holiday. Like that's nonsense. Like that makes no sense. Um, okay. So that was tip number two was solid boundaries. And so tip number three on thriving through the holidays is actually asking for what you need, right? Because people aren't mind readers. Nobody's going to know what you need unless you tell them. And a surefire way to get what you need is to tell people what you need. Um, So an example of this is say you're not feeling really well and people are inviting you to come over All you have to say is, I'm not really feeling well enough to come over tonight, but I'm free tomorrow and I would love it if you stopped by to hang out with me for a bit. Or you can say, it's not possible for me to leave my house right now because I'm having a really bad flare, but I would love your company and your support. Can you come over and hang out? All you have to do is ask. Most people will be like, oh yeah, sure. No big deal. I'm not doing anything at my house. Like I'll come over. Like it really isn't usually a big deal. And all you have to do is ask. And it can seem really daunting um, while you're in the scenario of it. But actually asking, most people are super receptive again. And they're like, oh yeah, no big deal. So yes, just asking for what you need. So my next tip, tip number four, is combating stress during the holidays. Because holidays are incredibly stressful especially when you have endo. And so making sure that you're resting when you can, planning time for a nap during the day is a wonderful idea, or even just some downtime during the day. And then also do not skimp on your self-care. You're important. You can't pour from an empty cup. Self-care isn't selfish, and it's an amazing way to help you combat stress, especially during the holidays. So some examples of self-care include eating healthy food and not eating your trigger foods, taking a nap or making time for rest during the day. If you can get in a little exercise, 
that's fantastic. Do it. If you're not feeling up to it, that's fine too. Gauge your own body, babes. Um, But I love yoga. And I know, again, people are probably rolling their eyes at me, but yoga is phenomenal. And if you haven't tried yoga, you got to try yoga. Um, Another example of self-care It's just doing something that brings you joy and doesn't stress you out. Going to bed early, drinking moderation, or not even at all. Meditating and don't forget your morning routine even when you're on vacation. Those are all just examples of self-care. Obviously, self-care looks different for everybody and it means different things to everybody. So just doing whatever fills up your cup because you are important and wonderful. And don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. Um, So my fifth tip is managing your expectations. And so you don't have to do everything. You don't really have to do anything. The holidays are supposed to be for enjoying family and for tradition. Like you 100% do not have to do anything that you know is going to aggravate your endometriosis symptoms. But if you really want to cook dinner, for example, for everybody, and you're going to be on your feet all day, like maybe even asking some of your other family members to help you to make it like a group activity so that you can sit down for parts, um, including your family and make that maybe like a new tradition. Um, And also managing your expectations is honoring where you're at at this time in your life and honoring where you're at in your endo journey. Because if you're just starting out and you're vomiting all the time and you're flaring every other day and your endometriosis is not controlled, like it's perfectly okay to not be okay during the holidays. It's okay to not have everything together. It's okay to let others take over for you. Honoring where you're at is so important during the holidays because it's going to help you manage your expectations so you don't overplan yourself and you don't expect too much out of yourself and then get mad at yourself because you can't do all of the things that you used to be able to do. Like you're doing the best that you can and that is 100% okay. So just honor where you're at. Like take a step back and really take some inventory of where you are in your life right now, especially where you are in your endo journey and then not judging yourself for where you are and for what you can and can't do. So tip number six is do not restrict. Restricting is going to hinder your healing. It's going to make you feel like you're missing out feel like you are restricted restriction sucks. And just because you aren't eating gluten or dairy or whatever you're not eating right now doesn't mean you can't still enjoy baking with your family or eating your favorite foods. You're just going to have to figure out ways to alter things a little bit. Um, And again, goes back to number one, asking your family to make simple swaps in the traditional food so you can still enjoy them together. So examples of this are like switching out regular milk for unsweetened coconut cream or switching out regular flour for gluten-free all-purpose flour. Simple, simple swaps. Um, And so like last Christmas, my entire family got together for like the first time in 10 years, like my mom and her sister and my cousins and 
my both of my grandparents were there and my brother and his wife and um their daughter and like our whole family was there um it was fantastic like we haven't all been together for christmas and like i said almost 10 years but now i have all these dietary restrictions and my grandma being the amazing soul that she is like she made some simple swaps so that i could still enjoy her mashed potatoes like grandma's mashed potatoes which are the best mashed potatoes that anybody could ever make ever and i don't care what anybody else says they are fantastic and she swapped out coconut cream unsweetened coconut cream for milk and literally nobody could tell any difference and it was awesome because then my entire family could kind of bond on like my new dietary regimen, I guess you call it, or however I eat now, whatever that's called. I don't know. But we were all able to bond and experience and like share and see like how I eat now and how it doesn't really differ from how I used to eat. I just don't eat milk or gluten anymore or cheese. But my family, who has never really experienced that type of eating before, could see that it all kind of tastes the same. And it was kind of fun to have them all experience how I eat, right? And maybe create some new traditions. Because I'm probably never going to go back to the old way, but it's still fun to share and create new traditions with my family on how I eat now. Um... So yeah, so that was tip number six. Number seven is my abundance mindset hack. So what this is, is it's kind of a mindset shift to help you stick to your lifestyle changes during the holidays because the holidays can be a very, very tempting time to just gorge on whatever you want and then quote unquote, get back on track in the new year. And I'm not saying that you can't have a cinnamon roll. I'm just saying you might have to make some allergy-friendly cinnamon rolls, right? So my abundance mindset has three parts. The first part is shifting from a lack mindset to an abundant mindset. Part two is focusing on your why, like why you're removing certain foods, aka so you can feel better and have more good days. And then part three is focusing on foods that we can add to our diet to help us feel better. And so an example of this is switching your thoughts from I can't have that food, god damn it, like I wish I could have those mashed potatoes that have milk in them. I wish I could have that fried chicken. I wish I could have whatever, that cookie, whatever. Like, oh, I can't have that. And then switching it from that lack mindset to I'm choosing not to have this food, which is a more empowering thought and then your why which is because it's going to make me sick and then focusing on foods that you can add to your diet is but I can still have so many other amazing foods I can still make my mashed potatoes with coconut cream I can still make gluten-free cookies I can still whatever like you don't have to give up the things that you love you just have to tweak them a little bit so they're better for you and this is going to help you feel better through the holidays too physically if you're not just like feeding yourself all of these inflammatory foods that are going to trigger your endometriosis. Um, so yeah, that was number seven is my abundance mindset. Number eight is planning 
You want to plan so that you can prepare. Planning ahead and picking out events that you 100% want to go to. And then if you're feeling up to it, you can pop into other events, but then you don't feel obligated to make it to everything. This is especially important in balancing your energy while living with endometriosis because during the holidays, there's going to be a lot of things that we want to do, but planning ahead is going to help you prepare yourself and know where to put your energy and what things that you actually want to focus on and what things you're okay missing so that you don't run yourself into the ground and cause a flare-up. So tip number nine is always having your endo survival kit. And so mine includes my heat pad, my Tiger Bomb pain patches, my cozy socks, soft jammies, a good book, headphones in my my phone so that I can listen to music or a podcast, and then electrolytes because if I ever have a flare, I'm always vomiting. And so I need those electrolytes to kind of replenish me a little bit. And then whenever I go home for the holidays or to my mom's house ever. Um, I always have her get some Epsom salt because in case I have a flare, then I can have an Epsom salt bath, which is like a godsend for me because my entire body hurts and getting in that hot Epsom salt bath kind of takes away all my body aches. Um, And then my last tip, babes, tip number 10 is don't freaking feel guilty endometriosis is not something we contracted. There's nothing we did to deserve this. There's nothing we did to make this happen. You should never, ever, ever feel guilty for having endometriosis and making yourself and your self-care a priority. Never let somebody make you feel guilty for having endometriosis because that's a load of crap. Like your loved ones, And the people in your life should support you and care for you like they would if somebody had a cold. Just because your pain is chronic and you've had it for a very long time doesn't mean that people in your life should treat you any differently. They should care for you, again, like they would if you had a cold. And so, babes, I hope these 10 tips help you. I hope those scripts help you and those examples helped you. And I hope that you have a stress-free, pain-free holiday. You are all wonderful. I love you all so freaking much. Like, Thank you again for coming on this journey with me. If you thought that this was helpful, subscribe to the podcast or follow if you're on Spotify and leave me a review. I love reading your reviews. It makes me so happy to hear from you guys. And if you're on Instagram, I would love it if you would screenshot this and tag me. Take me at Chelsea Bree with three A's and take Endo Babe Podcast. Um, because I love seeing you guys listening to this and you guys like getting information and tips out of this and benefiting from this because that's why I'm doing it. I am here for you, babes. I love you all so much. I adore you and I don't think that you deserve to feel like shit. And so I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe podcast.